I haven't had much all day today. I haven't uh, put the kettle on. And the t- kettle's on the boil. The kettle's on the boil. My daughter's doing a striptease. Wow. <laughs> I'm holding a ram by the horns. You know what they say? Seize the day, grab the ram by the horns, and ram on. Yes, Episode don't. six? Yes. Is it? Oh, Christ on her back. Is it? Sure is. Holy shit. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode six of We Don't Believe in Beatles, the post-Beatles podcast. Each week we explore a solo album by a Beatle from the point of view of me, Jess, and him. Cameron! We've largely never heard these albums before, but fortunately our friend Jack... I'm Jack. ...is here to guide us through the varied terrain. Mmm, that he is. This week we're smelling the grass in the meadow. He wants a horse, he wants a sheep, he's going to get him a good night's sleep. From the heart of the country they recorded in New York, with his long hair made a lovely Linda. It's Paul McCartney in their album from May 1971, Ram! Oh, is it? Oh, come on. That, was, Bravo. that was bloody spectacular, Jack. Well done. Ram on, guys. <laughs> Let's ram on. Let's ram straight into it, shall we? All right, yeah. Uh, okay, background. Uh, what was going on? This was, I've noticed that we're now into 1971. This is the first um, one by quite from... a quite a degree, like four or five months into yeah, it. Yeah, so the yeah, this is the first album in the nineteen seventy one. Those poor Beatles fans at the time, having being starved between Plastic Ono Band and uh, and this. Mm. I didn't I didn't um, mention it last week actually. There was a, a Beatles release after a Plastic Ono Band. What a few are days you later, talking about? A Christmas single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that. But not the John Lennon Christmas song. No. Okay. This is a... Okay. Uh, anyway, what? but that was Christmas. The song's called Christmas. Uh, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> it's a song called I Can't Remember. The <laughs> but, Christmas you know, song. check it out. We've stopped tr- researching tr- now. We're just <laughs> into listening to the records. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so they've been deprived for a while anyway, yes. Okay, great. Um, but this album, yeah, was recorded mainly in New-, New York. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. With session musicians for the most part, but the drummer is later on, he's... He becomes he, a big part of part Paul's of, career, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. part of Wings for the next few albums at least. Mm. Um, a few of the musicians on this record apparently went to audition for Paul, not realising it was for a Paul McCartney album. Yeah, it was right. for a, a jingle or something. Yeah. And they're like, by the way, you're in Paul McCartney's band now. Wow. Yeah. That's why I get all these auditions for jingles, just waiting to be picked up by Paul McCartney. Hasn't happened yet. Instead, <laughs> I just end up making jingles, uh, which is frustrating. I'm terrible at them. <laughs> um, okay, it doesn't, it's funny, it doesn't sound like a... New York album to me, just because I think of it as being in the countryside, I think me that too. this whole album is made on a farm, like the first album, uh, where, where Paul can get himself a good night's sleep. It is called Ram. It has a picture of a ram, <laughs> yeah. and one of the singles was called Heart of the Country. So I'd, I'd forgive you for thinking that. Yeah, appreciate de- it. He's definitely in the same uh, headspace anyway. Well, like, he seems happier, but he's obviously yes. like enjoying his time with Linda and just like living the quiet Yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels... Like he's in the same physical space and a completely different headspace. I mean, this was sure. less than a year after. This was about eight months after the last record, and Jesus, God. what an evolution! Like yeah. the yeah, the change in him as a musician and a songwriter is just unbelievable. Mm, definitely, yeah. he's really rammed on. He's rammed it up. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, first thing I just want to say because this this um, relates to the first seconds of the album, first like twenty seconds or so. It really sounds like the Who. He sounds like Roger Daltrey, and mm. it just sounds like the Who straight up. The first word of the album is piss as well. Where? This How? Is the first swear word Paul's ever said. What's what piss? He says what piss say? off cake. That's the first oh, lyric. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. It's a dig at John, apparently. Piss off cake. Piss off cake. I don't know. He's okay. like, yeah, you know, like, 
you know, he thinks it's a piece of cake and I'm like, piss off cake. Oh, wow. Good one. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, Paul, where do you got this stuff? <laughs> anyway, I just think it's interesting that that's, it's a very bold statement for the first line of the album. Mm. So, I mean, there was a bit of a feud between them at this time, mm. by this point, wasn't there? This, Yeah, it becomes apparent in this. Okay. I mean, yeah, it doesn't the seem... couple of albums. Right. In this one, it doesn't seem too full of vitriol or anything like it's I don't know his words are often a bit silly and a bit funny in that Paul McCartney it feels, way it feels like him just saying calm down like get off your high horse it's right. not personal digs it's just kind of like yeah okay you know you're being photographed in bed with Yoko yeah it's great you're doing so much to save the world oh. it feels a bit like that okay and there's two Beatles on the back of the front cover isn't there the back of the front cover yes the back uh, of the front cover yeah there's there's two Beatles uh, doing it Beatles style uh, mounting <laughs> on each other and Paul said that that's because that's how he felt about the Beatles that he was being fucked by a Beatle wow <laughs> Ram- rammed by a Beatle um, rammed by a Beatle exactly so very strong opening on this album look can I just come out and say I think this is close to a perfect album I love this <laughs> album so much it's one of my favourite <laughs> albums I've ever heard in my life I know we try not to talk about the albums too much between uh, between sessions of recording but, but we could did barely, get that feeling yeah, from yeah, you yeah we could barely help it this week yeah. you'd I know I played the album to a few weekends ago yeah had you heard uh, songs off it before uh, I think I'd heard Heart of the Country okay I Admiral Halsey is the only one that I oh heard. yeah I, I heard yeah, why yeah, but, yeah. why do I know yeah. that it was a single. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just a fantastic song. Mm, it is great. I I thought it might have been on, on an ad or something. I don't know. It had yeah. that, 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 that oh, yeah. It could a, be. You know, home insurance ad in mm. Australia in 1993. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Drilled into my subconscious. Yeah. I, it's There's a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of entered my subconscious somehow. But most of it was pretty fresh to me. Yeah. And definitely. Fucking hell. It's just so good. It The production is incredible. I think the production is amazing, especially mm. on headphones. I don't know if you listen to this on headphones, I do but not. I highly recommend it. Jack, yeah, I imagine you must have given this a headphone yeah. at some point. Yeah, I've been listening to it back and forth from work recently. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yes. It's the perfect commute length album, isn't it? It's, it's... Depending on your commute. <laughs> it's the perfect Jack's commute length album. Okay. <laughs> uh, just going back to the first song. Do you think you're getting James Bond theme song vibes again? Sharp five. Look at yeah. my second note there. Prominent sharp five again. Prominent sharp five. <laughs> uh, it's weird. It, I feel like John and Paul have that in common. We've kind of seen that in a few of their solo records already. Mm, um, yeah. And then, of course, Paul goes on to do uh, Bond theme later, which sounds kind of nothing like a Bond theme. Oh, him. of course. He did uh, Live and Die. die. Mm. You don't think it sounds like a Bond theme? Not traditionally, no. It no. doesn't use any of the tropes. It's a great theme. It's one of my favourites, but it's not... It doesn't borrow from things like You Know My Name or Goldeneye did later on. Right. Yeah. It does have a sharp five, though, doesn't it? Dum, dum, That next, that, though, is Oh, yeah, you could... Yeah, yeah, that's true. The build-up bit before the tempo change. Yeah, you could argue that. I wonder how this podcast comes across for people who don't know any music theory. Jack? Wow, that was the most pretentious thing you've ever said. I don't know. I've said some pretty pretentious things. That's true. I mean, keep in mind that I know very little music theory. But just for the fact of knowing, like... If you I'd be more worried about people listening to it who have no interest in Paul McCartney or us. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a, they probably wouldn't have found the podcast yeah, in the first place. Let alone episode six. Yeah. But anyway. What do you guys think of Linda's voice? I love it. Fucking love it. I think it's yeah. amazing. It's great. Yeah. It's definitely more prominent on this. It is. And it's it? a bit stronger. Mm-hmm. It has more screechiness about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it. I just think it's, yeah, it's brilliant. To mm. me, it, and a lot of this record, but particularly Linda's voice, sounds like, like early 2000s indie rock. Like, it has that sort of, like, sweet sound. It reminds me a bit of, like, if you guys ever remember the New Pornographers, 
or uh, what was that? Australia, the Greats. Uh, yeah, it's got that sort of innocent like. Yeah, totally. Well, it was it was kind of in retrospect, people have said it was kind of the birth of, of indie pop. This right. record, it was yeah. again really panned on release, like which Paul took to heart because he really tried to change the sound compared to the first record and have a much kind of higher production value and and tighter, you know, composition standard, I guess. And people were just like, no, nah, don't like this either, which makes me so sad because mm. I feel like, again, he was ahead of his time and only in retrospect have people come to realise how much of a masterpiece it is. I suppose this album is a bit strange in ways, but why Definitely. was it panned as good? Well, because like, there's lots of really catchy songs on it. It's like everything you'd expect from Paul, really. There's no big ballads, I mm. suppose. Yeah. Maybe it was but... just not the right time. Like what was going on in the rest of music, it wasn't cool to be cute in any yes, way. Yes, compare this yeah. to, you know, All Things Must Pass, even Plastic Ono Band, um, and it's like, a lot what else is coming serious, out? serious albums. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, what was going on in music broadly around 71? Like, that was Zeppelin type? Like, everything was yeah. quite serious. Yeah, that old prog rock. Or prog yeah. rock, of course. Is coming through, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Totally, and that's all very serious, very kind of, like, without a hint of irony. Yeah. I actually, I mentioned to my dad, I was like, oh... Oh, Dad, or should I call him Colin? Oh, Colin, you know, I'm, I'm doing this podcast with, with my friends. And he's like, oh, all right, I know, I know that. And I'm like, oh, the next next um, next um one we're doing is Ram by Paul McCartney. He's like, all oh, right, wasn't that the crap album? <laughs> uh, so apparently even... Even Colin. Even Colin was oh, aware dear. that this was a bit a bit panned at the time. And I, I had to put him in his place. But no father of mine will pan Ram. <laughs> you can Ram on, Dad, Colin. <laughs> did you did you get him to listen to it then? Uh, no, that was just uh, this morning, actually, we okay. had a chat, so hopefully he'll revisit it, maybe yeah. after he listens to this episode. Big hey, shout Colin. Out, big shout-out, Colin. Shout hey, out that's Colin. T- two episodes in a row, I think, we've name-dropped one or both of my parents. Yeah. They're big parts of this podcast. God. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Ramon Sanderson's. Ramon Sanderson's. Do you think it's going to create an issue that we're using their full names? Like, is someone going to potentially track them down once we gain notoriety from this podcast and do what probably sean lennon should we give after address? you said all those things about john lennon sean lennon's gonna track him down and uh you know hold them up at gunpoint for you know i did follow julian lennon on twitter this week and then i thought oh god i called his dad a cunt <laughs> <laughs> he looks more dangerous than sean he I does say, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah sean's a sweetheart is julian yeah. the son of yoko or is sean the son no, of yoko sean's the son of, son of yoko okay sean's son of yoko <laughs> As they Barry say. introduces himself in the Shire. Shonson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we, we've been talking a lot. We don't even know your opinion of the record, Jack, when you first heard it. When What was your history with it? Uh, I always liked the album when I first heard it, but I think it was until... I was discussing with someone. Who was it? It was Jem's cousin. Let's name drop him as well. Okay, great. Jem, whose whose birthday Jem's we're going to today? New Zealand. Yeah. Whose name is Tom. 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 So yeah, Tom. Lovely Tom. New Zealand. Tom. We'll find out his address and tell you next week, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, he said that I should because I said to him, "Oh, we were talking about post Beatles albums," and then he was like, "Ram is the best." And I really? Had, yeah, yeah. And I had listened to it. But sort of not giving it the time of day, I guess. He obviously yeah. hadn't heard temporary secretary. <laughs> and then, so I revisited it when he said, cool. I mentioned okay. it. And then from then, I listened to it. Amazing. Lots. Yeah. Because it's it, definitely one of my favourites, for yeah. sure. Was it around for you as a kid? Like, did your parents play it? Never heard of it. Okay. No. Yeah. Not for I, when five, Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have heard it, like, I don't know, five, six years ago or whatever. When you first started banging on about it, like, to me, maybe, you know, a year ago or so, I remember specifically seeing the album cover and being like, I have 
that rings no bells whatsoever. Mm. I've mm. never seen that before. It's never been around. And it seems like my parents had a lot of Wings albums at home. They were into that that era. Yeah. But Ram. Why did this fall through the cracks? Got rammed right off, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that and was it, a ram joke. <laughs> it's and it's like it's a fan favourite now. It's a cult okay. classic, if you will. Mm. Uh, everyone loves it now. Oh well, let's consider as we keep dropping the name. The song Ram On is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a friggin' masterpiece. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's incredible. And uh, that's actually the that's... lo-fi like junk percussion vibe mm-hmm. with the uke, like years ahead of its time. How many people were doing that shit for the last like fifteen years? Yeah, the, that's the other the other song I recognise was that one, and that's just because I hear Jack playing on the ukulele around the house nice. from time to time. Yeah, I have learnt it since as well. Oh yeah, it's a good uh, little one. Yeah, it's great. It's so weird. It doesn't really go anywhere in the best way. Like it's just it's like a theme. I could almost yeah. imagine it opening the album and being in it four times, and I'd mm. be happy. Yeah, so did in there twice. It's only yeah. What's with these? What's with the members of the Beatles putting songs on their albums twice? It's very weird. Is it just what you did in nineteen seventy seven? And just calling it the same thing. So you, it's really hard albums. to find on Spotify which one it is. <laughs> is this the fifty second version or the yeah. uh, two minute version? That's right. But yeah, the backing vocals and just the vibe it gives you. I don't even know what Ramon means, but I know what it means, you know? Mm. It just... I actually do know what Ramon means. (laughs) Go on then. Would you like to know? It's probably... Maybe it's not what you thought. Um, So when the Beatles went touring to, I think, Scotland in the real early 60s when they were first starting, they were all encouraged to take on exotic-sounding pseudonyms. and, uh, And Paul's name, he became Paul... Ramon, like the Spanish name. Oh, I have heard Paul that before. Ramon. Ramon, yeah. yeah. And then it sort of stuck around, and then this, you know, being the sort of the beginning stages of his dive into into forging his own path, he's like, I'm going to like refer to this this old version of Paul, wow. the beginning stages of asserting himself. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it? So does that mean he's... He's talking to his younger self in this song. It's not a it's not a call to action for people out there. That's what I thought it was like. So he's saying Ramon. He, I thought he was Ramon. Yeah, I thought he was saying to the world, like, go on guys, ram on. Give your heart to somebody. But what he's really saying is, old version of myself, give your heart to somebody soon. Mm, maybe because right. he's recognizing the lovely You're gonna meet the lovely Linda. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. But yeah, that song is is one of the highlights for me. Yeah, definitely. There is, I'm hearing, I heard a little bit of Beach Boys kind of influence on this record too. Definitely, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. As close 100%. as I come to Beach Boys without being annoyed, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't quite... I don't like the Beach Boys, just in case that's not... Quite. Noted. They yeah. were also a bit like friendly rivalry between yes. yeah. Paul and Brian Wilson, uh, specifically. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. both kind of came into this, or came from into this world of, of orchestral, like quite lush arrangements, yeah. quite complex well, songs, Also the Spectre um, crossover. You mean the James Bond the theme? Spectre, the movie, yeah, from 50 years later, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. The foresight on this album, mm. it's just something else. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I spent a bit of time in researching this album, kind of looking up the lyrics and kind of lyrical interpretations. Uh, and there was, because obviously his lyrics in this get a bit cryptic, a bit silly. Right. Um, and there was one comment made by a user of the website Genius, a <laughs> lyric commentary website, uh, about Monkbury Moon Delight, which mm. is one I'm sure we've probably got some thoughts on. Mm-hmm. So, if I may, during the Beatles era, John was the one who tended to write the songs with cryptic or outright nonsense lyrics. In the solo and wings era, though, Paul took the nonsense crown and never looked back. And I think that kind of summarises it 
pretty much. Yeah, I, I didn't really look into the lyrics of Monkberry that much. Um, did, Jack, did you have some I didn't, thoughts on this? Uh, I feel like you said something to me this week and then followed up with Save It for the Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, and then I didn't research any more because right. I, was, I saw in a documentary a few months back about it. So, oh, I need to look it up, but I'll say it for now anyway. <laughs> and then what I'll do, I'll look it up and we'll come back to it later. Okay, but it was like a mispronunciation of something that their kid had said. Yeah, I heard it was something to do with, like, it's supposed to be kind of a kid's song. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's just a bunch of, like, bullshit, funny lyrics that he put together for his kids, which is like, mm, I don't know. It's nice, but borderline on gross. But Borderline on gross? Yeah, I don't know. Like, being silly kids, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting a bit. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like Tom Waits, too, before Tom Waits was even doing this kind of music. It's so ahead of its time. It Mm. really is. I've never heard Paul sound heavier. It gets you going. It really makes you want to, I don't know, smash something. I really think... think, the fuck on. I really think too many people ram Monkberry and Longhead Lady are four of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. I really think too many people ram Monkberry as well. Too many people around Monkberry. <laughs> yeah. Moon Delight. Guys, listen to Screaming Jay Hawkins' version of Monkberry Moon Delight. Ooh, oh, man. Does well. he do that? So good. That's yes. yeah. something I'd like to It's hear. pretty incredible. Yeah. It's great. Dare we put it on the playlist? I think I will. Whoa. All right. It's a Check post- out our Twitter at Post Beatles Pod. There's a link to okay. a playlist where you can follow along all of the songs we're talking about in this show. Yeah. And what songs they are. Yeah. They're definitely cool. songs. Also, we haven't really said this before, but... Um, if you have thoughts on these records, tweet us as well. We want to know what you guys think. We've already had some feedback from from the episodes that have come out. And, uh, yeah, I kind of forgot to, like, ask what everyone else thought. So, mm. please, let us know. We want opinions. There's, there's a whole world out there of there's other people. There's a world. People. It's there's, weird. It's, there's the world outside of Jack's small bedroom. Yeah. You mean our professional studio? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What? Which we call Jack's small bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ironically. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because it's a large non-bedroom. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's things we've missed out as well... Or anything mm. else you'd like us Any to talk about. Factual corrections, dare I say, there might be, mm, yes. might be a couple. Just, uh, you know, ram on. <laughs> so, if you want to abuse Cameron for hating Ringo so much, please. I, oh, God, I feel... Uh, we'll, get, we'll come to that later. <laughs> Ringo's going to come up again. We can all be sure of that. Yeah, I, you know what I really like? This is kind of a, a, a low-key one. Eat at home. Yeah, that's real good. Great. How's that one going? I think Heart of Country too is just Heart of Country. Yeah. yeah, Eat at Home. It's like kind of a, a bluesy boogie one. It's, uh, it's a I can't. Come on, little lady. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Let's eat at home. Very, like, very Fleetwood Mac, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, very Chris Chris McVie Fleetwood Mac. You know the more mm. rock and roll songs that Paul and John have done so far? Yeah. Because they obviously still really like it. They mm. love it, don't they? Yeah. On yeah. their yeah. solo albums, you mean? Yeah, on their yeah. solo albums. But they are undoubtedly the low points. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They really are, aren't they? Yeah. But which is cool. They obviously still respect and their roots, their roots as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're just not. They don't do it the best. Mm. It's not what they do best, is I, it? I wrote myself a note here about that, and I wrote, "Maybe I don't like blues," which is maybe the case. Maybe I just don't. But yeah. I feel like you do like blues. I do, but this and, is, yeah. I mean, but yeah, like something like Three Legs or is it Smile Away? I think they're just like I don't know. They're they're more forgettable than the rest. Yeah, of the that's. Album. I think what struck me strikes me about those songs in particular is the sound of them on this record. Like when Smile Away started playing, I was like, "Oh, I love the sound of this." But by the end of it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it didn't really go anywhere." Mm, but yeah. it, it it gives something to the album. Even the points that are lower for me on the album give something, like offer something. There's no wasted space on this record. I don't think. Yes, yeah, really, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I really think it's it's tight. It's really it doesn't over outstay its welcome. Um, also, also. 
this is probably the first time I've really realized and really thought about this, and maybe this is a really obvious point, but Paul is an amazing singer. He's oh, I know. So good. Yeah, I really think people sleep on that a bit more than they should, even though he's a Beatle and you know pretty lauded. It's like because he can sound quite adult contemporary and quite you know pleasant. Mm. People forget he also is like a wailing banshee when it comes to some of that rock and roll stuff. Absolutely. And that opening track is just oh. I mean, are so, good. so we've done, uh, last time we spoke about Paul McCartney, we talked a bit about John Lennon's response to that album and the way he could be a bit um, scathing in his impression of, uh, of Paul's work and Ringo's work. Uh, so here's what he had to say about Ram. Mm. I thought it was awful. <laughs> McCartney was, like, as in the first album, McCartney was better because at least there were some tunes on it, like junk. I liked the beginning of Ram On, the beginning of Uncle Albert, and I liked some of My Dog's Got Three Legs, not actually its name, but whatever, John. I like the little bit about hands across the water, but it just tripped off all the time. Hands. I didn't like that a bit. What part was that? Jesus. The hands across the water tripping oh, off all the time. What does God. that even mean? Tripped off, I guess it means like gets distracted and goes up. I like how this album gets distracted. It mm. goes places you aren't expecting. Like Ramon is just become something you absolutely never think it would be. It's, there's three lines and then it's just a bunch of whistling and, and mm. ah's. Take it up with Julian and Sean, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's also again like ahead of its time there's so many records that sound like that I feel like it's uh, it, it's very to, to name a couple of my favourite it's very Iota Australian mm. musician no one will know he started <laughs> to do some of his later records like flirted with ideas that became things that you would never expect and same with like a lot of Bonnie Bear stuff too like you know there'll be kind of mm. like an idea that kind of doesn't feel like it is taken to its taken to full kind of fruition but but when you're used to the song, you're like, that's all it needed. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. Sort of, it gets bogged down in, in an idea, but sort of for the better, because it's a great thing and something worth exploring. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. People just get stuck in the idea that things have to be a verse, chorus, first chorus, bridge, chorus, you mm. know, pop format. And this is the greatest pop songwriter probably of the last hundred years, um, fucking with the formula of it, which is just pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's great to hear. Um, Totes. Paul McCartney's first name isn't Paul. It's James. Wow. James Paul. Sir James Paul McCartney. Sir James Paul McCartney. His yeah, son's called James. Is that right? Yeah. James Jr. Wow. Oh, Jimmy Jew. <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> can't say that live on air. J. Jew. It's a reference to Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Well, yes. for everyone who didn't get it, I'm glad we've clarified that. <laughs> um, uh, Monkberry gives me very Frank Zappa kind of vibes as well. Oh, yeah. Did you get that from some of his kind of middle... middle era stuff mm. um, yeah yeah in the sort of the what's in there there's a, there's a harpsichord in there or something or like, you know one of those plinky plonky it's a plinky plonk like a classic a honky tonk plinky plonk yeah honky tonk yeah. plinky plonk yeah, yeah I love that Zappa was way into that yeah he loved his cantata he sure did <laughs> Paul would have heard Zappa for sure at around this time uh, yeah, I'm trying to think when. Yeah, because Zappa was... and John it was Lennon kind of this time I mean, together those records. later on, didn't they? Did like, they? Yeah, a few. Yeah. I, I believe in a few albums time we're going to be introduced to some Zappa on some yeah. some John records. We'll come to it later, but um, it's. I feel like the the albums that are the best to talk about are the middle ground ones. It's like the ones that I've really not liked, which was really only Buku's Blues. It's hard to talk about. And this I find hard to talk about too because all I want to say is it's really good. Yeah. It's like there's no, there's less to talk about when it's not complex and kind of like somewhere think, in the middle. I think we all... Uh, we agree, I think, the most between us on this one. Yeah. yeah. We're all on the same level yeah, on yeah. this one, really. 
Any criticisms uh, then? Except for you saying that you think Monkberry sounds awkward. No, it's just, what, it's just the words. words. Like, uh, sickening, maybe? Sickening? I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Sickening. It repulses me. <laughs> the idea of singing to your children. I don't want to know about Paul McCartney's children. I don't want them there. I just want Paul McCartney to be making albums. Does it sound like Peter Coombe? That's what it sounds like. That's it why I like, like it. Peter Coombe, the, the famous, <laughs> world famous, I'm pretty sure, Australian oh, kids sure. artist. Why not? Yeah. Um, uh, he <laughs> sung spaghetti bolognese and uh, wash your face in orange juice. Should we do and, a little bit uh, of spaghetti bolognese for the listeners? Uh, I, I love it every day. I like it marble craze. I love it every day. Spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, there you go. It's a staple of oh, well, primary put, school. I'll put, I'll put it on the playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please well. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good Peter Coombe on Spotify. I'll tell you Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, do you think Peter Coombe's someone who took from Paul McCartney at all? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. I actually went to a talk that he gave once, the oh. Jade Monkey, oh, yeah. uh, about songwriting. And his biggest influences are basically... It's basically Paul McCartney and like Monty Python. That was kind of his biggest, earliest influences. Right. Um, and then kind of looked into more children's music as well. But he was always influenced by adult songwriters more than kids songwriters. Mm. Anyway, for you, Paul, Ch- for you Peter Coombe stands That's right. Yeah. Tune in next week on yeah. the uh, Peter Coombe podcast. And we'll talk about his uh, 1993 album. Chopsticks. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chopsticks. Chops. Chops. Yeah. <laughs> well, only. So around this time, there was a single released. Uh, wasn't there a non-album single? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. Another day. Yeah. Another day. Which was a big hit, I believe. Uh, yeah. A bigger hit than anything on the record. With and a fantastic B-side as well, "A Woman, Oh Why." Yeah. And Those two songs them... could quite easily have been on Ram and made it even better. Well, they were done in the same sessions, I believe. Okay. okay. Um, and yeah, another day is great. And it's another really, day has kind of become a classic too. Like it's one of his most remembered. Is that right? I think if it was on Ram, it would be my least favourite song. Fair enough. I find it, it, it starts bit... off a bit whimsical, mm, and middling. Violent. Yeah, I think... but then it gets it progresses so yes. much the song, and, and once you heard it a few times, that beginning bit is part totally. becomes part of the rest. of the, Obviously, it's part of the song. <laughs> What's <laughs> the you know chorus? What I mean? The uh, or the kind of the refrain when he says. Sometimes she feels so sad. Yeah. That line makes the rest of the lyrics have a completely different context. And yeah. that's why I love it. It just goes, oh God, this song's really, really heart wrenching. Is it just about how every day is the same and life is a chore? Sort of another Ellen the Rigby style song. Yeah, I it's like that, that, you know, Groundhog Day ish, um, just everyday melancholy that I don't know about you, but I relate to yeah. <laughs> quite heavily. <laughs> Depression. Yeah. Hmm. Um, oh, Woman No Cry is. <laughs> Just the most insane vocal performance ever. He sounds like fucking ACDC. He sounds like Brian Johnson. What? Yeah. What? Where did that come from? He's a really good singer, isn't he? I had no idea that it was possible that yeah. he was he was able to do that. Cantata. Cantata, yeah. Mm. I mean, he really rammed it on in, that, in that song. The fuck on. I've got to say. Um, definitely a B-side. Like, again, it, I don't feel like that song belongs on Ram. I think it's a bit too, like... It doesn't sure. really go anywhere. Yeah. It's mostly about the vocal delivery, but the vocal delivery is so good. That to be fair, this album doesn't need anything else. As I said, it's not. Mm. there's no wasted space, and it would potentially feel a little bit bloated if there were extra songs on there. I like the idea that there's just two other songs that were not even on here that are just as good. Yeah, yeah. except for Another Day, which is worse. I, what I would really like to know, I mean, as there are a lot of detractors when this came out in 71, I assume there are plenty of people that also don't like it now. Surely some of those criticisms are still going to stick around. I would like to mm. hear, I'd like to meet someone and have a chat with them, someone who really doesn't like this. And, and you know what I'd do? What would you do? I'd ram them the fuck on. <laughs> ram them on. You mean, yeah. Mate, you need to ram on, okay? <laughs> we're going to the, uh, little known fact, we're going to the park after this to, um, to meet, ram up, on. meet up to ram on with Tom's cousin, Jem. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes, Tom's cousin. What a coincidence. Yeah, and uh, look, we'll be ramming it on 
you know, all day long. even harder than, than Paul McCartney's been ramming us on all week long. And let me tell you, Paul McCartney has well and truly rammed me on. Man, it's I big... would have let Paul McCartney ram me the fuck on at this time. Speaking of which, who's the most attractive Beatle? Paul. Yeah? Yeah. Jack? I'll ram off it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> no, I would, uh, I'd say George. George. I would say George as well. He's weird. He looks weird. Really? That kind just of... got, no wonder just... you two aren't gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're trying. Um, I... Here's a weird thing. I mean, I'm a bit weird with... I'm not great with facial recognition anyway, but I can never recognise John, especially early days. I often found it hard to differentiate John and George when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I'm They have more one. plain faces. Like, you're not, you're not missing Ringo. No. If he walks into a room, you know it's Ringo. <laughs> you feel My him from ex the bump of his nose. Was had a huge crush on Ringo. Oh, yeah? Like, enormous. Okay. Like, he loved Ringo. I think it was the nose. Yeah. And I, he has an appeal. Like, he has a real appeal. It's the way he moves his head. <laughs> I think it's the shoulders. It's the way he dances in front of an orchestra before oh, the balcony is lowered. <laughs> so it's that pink bow tie. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll take the sentiment. But no, I mean, Paul was always the pretty one. You know, he's he's got that face. Okay, he looks a bit like he's got a, a face. He's got a face. Yeah, he looks a bit like a barnyard animal. I think. Yeah, he's got owl-like qualities. Owl. I was going to say pig, but maybe a barnyard owl. Somewhere between yeah. an owl and a pig. Oh, is that a barnyard owl? A barn owl. A barn owl, oh, yeah. a type of owl, Not yeah. a barnyard owl, that's silly. <laughs> yeah. They don't live in the yard. Far from it. Yeah, they live in the barn. Okay, well, I'm glad we've got that out of the way. Cool, great. Yeah. I feel like we will introduce people to Ram a bit more in the park today as well. Probably, oh, yeah. All the people that... Are we going to take the record and just show it? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> it is James 30th, but I'm not giving him that record. No, no not should I'm, you. I'll keep it for myself. Yeah, that's understandable. You know what? I, was Sorry, I will give also, him a you've banana. Now, you've now dated the podcast, so thanks for that. <laughs> um, to what? To Jem's <laughs> birthday. To Jem's birthday. <laughs> no one knows on Jem's birthday. They don't know that it's August Jem 8th. Jem does. <laughs> what about eight listeners? No. Um, so one thing, Jack, I, my parents have a, a lot of, like I said, they had a lot of like Wings and whatnot albums, or yes. a lot of records. So I don't know if you're interested in adding Wings albums to your record collection, but if we ever end up back in Adelaide together... Maybe we can try and hook you up with my, my parents' record collection and get you some Jesus. wings at the speed of sound. You're saying that they would give me that I record? I think they are might you, give you... Are you donating your parents' records to Jack without their permission? I think I am, yeah. Could Colin, I... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Colin, can I email you? <laughs> and then, I just, yeah, just Our send people, them. We don't believe in Beatles at gmail.com. Hit us up. If you want yeah. to send me your records. <laughs> uh, Colin, if you want to send Jack your records... It's fine with me. I just want to let you know they're not too closely tied into my childhood for me to feel nostalgic. Oh, that's what you give me away. That's lovely for you. And I'd love for my dear friend Jack Gilligan to have them. I almost bought wings at the speed of sound the other day. Yeah, that's pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy them. Okay. Instead, I bought it slowly. Well, you might be getting it for free soon if this if this uh, tactic pans out. My God. Right. Um. My last note I wrote was just, I love everything about this album. That was all. Fair. It's just, I yeah, love everything about it. My only criticism is what I said is that, yeah, the, the more rock and roll-y tracks I like less. Don't stand up as so, much. Yeah, mm. but apart from that, it's mm -hmm. just great. It's mm. a very, it's a, it's a really bright, sunshine, feel-good, for the most part, album, mm. you know? Yeah. It's just... But with, it's not a uh, throwaway either, you know, it has moments like Ramon and Uncle Albert where it does have some emotional depth. You know, it's yeah. and still kind of feels tied a little bit to McCartney, nineteen seventy. But sure. I listen to this. Well, I listen to particular songs, especially off this album, like often. You know, mm. it's always one I go back to. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will be too. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Jack, I kind of echo your sentiments. Like it could have, you could drop three legs, and I think it would be a better album. Um, but it's great. It's mm. it's bloody great. 
Great work. Paul. So on a scale of one to temporary secretary. Am I saying? I think I've just started saying temporary, temporary secretary. This is like what's that word that you can't say? Cardamom pods. This is like cardamom pods. I can't say it. Yeah, Jess, normally a very eloquent guy, but this one cardamom pods. One cardam cardam. On a scale of one to temporary secretary, I give this cardamom pods out of temporary secretary. You can't even say it. That's my answer. I give it. I give it ten cardamom pods. I don't think you're saying it right. I don't think. I think you're saying cardamom. No, cardamom, cardamom, ten cardamom pods. Okay, oh, cardamom. Fine, cardamom. I'm ten cardamom with an N pods. <laughs> ten cardamom That's pods. That's what I'm giving it. Ten cardamom pods out of ten Pereri secretary. You got it. Okay, great. Is that so hard to understand? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Gilligan. Temporary secretary plus. Ooh. Ram it up two. Wow, it's he's ram. It's a rammed up two. It's a rammed up two. Oh, it's a, a rammed up two from temporary secretary. A temporary a rammed secretary. up two from temporary secretary out of temporary secretary. Yes. Cool. Correct. It for me, it's twenty temporary sec. Twenty temporary secretary. Twenty temporary secretary. Isn't that an island? Twenty temporary secretaries. <laughs> Twen temporary secretaries. <laughs> Jess is giving it temporary. Yeah, it's twice as good as anything else. We enjoyed this album. Yeah, it's really good. Highly recommend listening to Ram. It's fantastic. Uh, we're going to try to tackle uh, Monkberry Moon Delight for this record. There was no other choice, really, was there? It had there to was. Be. I could. I, th- <laughs> I think I would Sorry, quite happily. Otherwise. I could quite happily cover do... the entire album. Can't we do a medley? Can't Ooh, we do Ram? Ram on into Ooh. Monkberry. Oh, I mean, I yeah. mean, we haven't done, we haven't recorded this yet. So whatever we ended up doing, oh, you it's, it's going to be what's playing in thirty seconds. So <laughs> get, get ready. <laughs> Alright guys, well it's been a pleasure ramming it on with you guys. Mate, ram I on, hope guys. we can ram on many times again I, into the future. I suspect we might. Oh, We're yeah. not done ramming on just yet. Well, until next week. Ram on! Ram on.
Oh, no.